Fidelity. What's it cost to invest with the Fidelity app? Start with as little as $1 with no account fees or trade commissions on U.S. stocks and ETFs. Hmm, that's music to my ears. I can only talk. Investing involves risk, including risk of loss. Zero account fees apply to retail brokerage accounts only. Zero dollar commission applies to online U.S. equity trades and ETFs and retail Fidelity accounts. Sell order assessment fee not included. Some account types and securities excluded. Details at fidelity.com slash commissions. Fidelity Brokerage Services, LLC. Member NYSE SIPC. You guys know Sierra got married last year. It's a lot of work. Oh boy, was it. It's a lot to do. And one thing that really helped her figure out what to do first, where to access certain resources, how to get people to know where they were supposed to go for a wedding. Zola. With Zola, you can discover venues and find vendors easily. You can message and book vendors right on their website. And truly, when I say that that was the first part that we had to do and also one of the most intimidating and hardest, it's so nice to just have them all listed right there and be able to talk to them right there and then. They also have free planning tools, which is really helpful because you don't know what you don't know. And if when you go to Zola, you have a guest list manager wedding website templates, a budgeting tool because dang, can a wedding get out of hand real quick? Mm -hmm. It could all eliminate so much stress and you'll save so much time all because it's like a one-stop shop. That's so true. With Zola, you can plan your entire wedding in one convenient place. From the day you get engaged and search for the venue to the day you send out your save the dates, make your registry and even taste your cake. Zola has literally everything you need to make the whole process super easy and actually enjoyable. There's even a five-star app that helps you plan on the go or on your couch. Start planning at Zola.com. That's Z-O-L-A.com. Hey, guys. I'm Jerry. I'm Sierra. We're ladies. And we tangent. Hello. Um, I have a story for you. Okay. Um, so oh, today wait. I listened back and I, I shouldn't do that because then I'm well aware of when I do things that are annoying. But it's so funny because every time you say I want to tell you something, I'm never just like, oh, okay. I'm always like, what is it? <laughs> Why is that annoying? I, I don't because I internally hate myself. <laughs> oh, oh, okay. It's probably not annoying to anyone else See, but me. I'm the opposite. When someone's like, can I tell you something? I go, no. <laughs> Or I don't want to do know you know what I'm gonna say? And I'm like, mm. no. Or do you want? Do, do you want to know? Do you want to know? And I'm like, also no. <laughs> I like knowing the least amount <laughs> as possible. Yeah, I can't. There's not enough of space in this brain. Knowledge is power, and I'm scared of power. <laughs> oh wow! I know. I know. Wow. Yeah, I know. I think we just unlocked something <laughs> with that information. <laughs> I have therapy tomorrow. I might bring that up. <laughs> Guys, I have my first therapy appointment tomorrow. Yay! And it's important because... Oh, wait. You still had something to tell me. Oh, shit. That would have been a good transition, huh? It would have. Save so, that. Bookmark that. <laughs> okay. We'll come back. Put a, put a pin in it. So, story. Okay. I went to the grocery store today. Mm. And... You brave soul. I know, I know, but we were like legitimately out of things. And you can't wait for delivery or any kind of pickup because... Well, it's that time of year where they're going to be like, we have nothing to give you. Yeah. Okay. Um, Everything is substituted and honestly. you hate all of it. So, and you know what? A lot of the stuff that I needed to get was like produce and I just feel weird about someone else picking out my produce. I'll tell you, I get it a lot from Walmart. Uh even though I wish I could go other mm -hmm. places, but whatever. Um, it's a pandemic. Uh, yeah. <laughs> 
and it's very hit or miss. It's like sometimes I'm like, holy shit, these strawberries are huge. And then yeah. other times I'm like, these went bad a week ago. Right. <laughs> Why did you give these to That's me? That's my issue is I've, I've just had, because I've had Aldi deliver mm-hmm. and we've done Walmart pickup once. I just, I'm too much of a control freak. Another thing I'm going to bring up with therapy. <laughs> yeah. Um, but so anyway, I'm at Giant Eagle and I am in line. I'm not in a rush. Mm-hmm. I had a podcast going in my ear. Yeah. I'm feeling fine. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then I realize I'm standing in this line for like a really long time. Again, not in a rush. Right. And I look up and there's this woman seems distraught. Uh-oh. She turns around, looks at me. I am not giving off any I give a fuck like vibes <laughs> at all. And she looks at me and she goes, I'm sorry. And I'm like, no, you're good. Don't worry. I'm not like, in a truly, rush. Truly, look at my face. I could yeah, not Look at my less. eyes because the rest of it's covered. <laughs> my <laughs> eyes, not a care in them. All right. And she then takes that as a, I need to come up closer to you no. and explain what's <laughs> taking so long, which again, I don't care. I genuinely I'm not in a rush. could not care less. I just have to go back to the house that I've been in and not for nine months. Right. <laughs> so... She comes up to me and she is just in my face. Also, podcast still going in my ear. Oh, that's okay. the worst. So now I'm trying to listen to her. Can't read her lips because no. her, her mask is covering it. Oh, Not yeah. her nose, though. Mm-hmm. Never her nose. No. I saw so many of those today. I was just like, okay. It's- and so then she goes, I told her to just void the magazine and then re-ring it up. Oh, so she's going to bitch to you about somebody who's doing their job. Yeah. And then she calls over the manager and the manager says the same thing. And I'm like, are you a stupid millennial? <gasps> and I'm standing there like, hi, stupid millennial here. That's definitely a Gen Xer boomer. Um, please get out of my face. Uh, also, Gen X or Gen Z? She was a Gen Xer. Really? Yeah, the woman was clearly older, which made me like, what do you do, think? How old do you think I am? <laughs> yeah. I know you can only see my eyes. Are the wrinkles that deep? <laughs> what? So she literally calls this woman a stupid millennial. Oh, that's. And I'm like, hey, <laughs> this woman is probably a seasonal help right okay she's learning the job or yeah she's new because literally everybody is just quitting or getting sick right she's learning the job at the most busy mm-hmm. time of the year mm-hmm. and During the time the pandemic right and the time of the year when people have the least amount of patience yes okay so she's bitching about this woman oh my god and then i like just staring at be yeah she thought i was gonna be her. on her side and i just stared at her i didn't know what to do i just stared at her and then she walked back, and then I see the woman from the aisle next to us come over and, like, half hug the lady who just yelled in my face. And I was like, wow, she really, like, need that much consoling? Mind you, I'm half paying attention because I don't Podcast care. in your ears and yes. don't care. I understand. So I see this playing out, and I'm like, what the hell is happening? And the woman, <laughs> the woman walks back to me again. Oh, n- to explain the hug? Yes. <laughs> She goes, that woman just paid for my entire <gasps> grocery order. What? And I go, oh, well, that was really nice. And she goes, do you want to see me cry? <laughs> just like that. And then stared at me. And I was like, 
Do you, do you want to cry? <laughs> do you want me to watch you cry? <laughs> exactly. It was the weirdest thing. Is that your and then thing? she walked back to the debit card machine <sighs> that I don't know why she was there because I thought the other lady paid. Yeah. Holding eye contact with me the entire time she walked there. And I'm like, <laughs> what? I don't know what's happening. <laughs> and I'm just intimidating in a lot of ways. Yes. So uh, that was a story I want to tell you. And it was very hard to get through because it smells like ass for some reason. Do you smell it down here? Yes. I can't smell anything. And that is concerning. I me. can't. Uh oh. Uh oh. <laughs> no, just, I think it's because I. You can guys, you taste your beer? Yeah. Okay. I, can taste <laughs> I, I legitimately just woke up like a little mm. bit ago. And when I lay down for too long, my, my nasal passages just close up. It could be that the dog's right next to me and I'm just getting all of his ass juices. Yeah. <laughs> But sometimes our water smells like farts. Oh. <laughs> Chronic, yeah. yeah. And Shane just took a shower, so it very well could be. His, his juices? <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. He did a lot of work this weekend. He could very well smell like ass. It's true. So um, That's good that that happened to you and not me, because I'll tell you what. I am too. I, I give too many fucks recently. Well, those are moments I'm- that I'm like... Am I alive still? <laughs> is this a real moment that's happening? Or am I in a coma somewhere? Yes. And I'm dreaming this up in my yes. mind. I'm so glad I've never felt more validating. Because <laughs> all the time when crazy shit happens to me, I'm like, is my coma brain making this up for me to be entertained? <laughs> well, goddamn, am I a fun gal? Because I gotta in tell a coma. you, most of the time my coma brain just has me laying at home crying. <laughs> oh, well. And it is. So oh, accurate. Pretty accurate. <laughs> Shit. So sometimes that. that's fucked up a little bit. It is. But so my part of your coma? Yeah, because you were crying with me in the car the other. <laughs> wow, comfort coma. Comfort crying coma. Yeah. You guys, just so you know, we legitimately steamed up the windows of her car because we were crying with our tears. So, because we were crying so hard at midnight, and they didn't abandon parking lot. Yes. For um, no reason except that it was the saddest fucking song I've ever heard in my life. I wanted to cry. I don't know if you guys have ever had a day where you just Corey like could want not to. fucking wrap his head around that, and I was like, Corey, what? Yeah, he's like, because when I asked if you wanted to go cry in the car, he was, <laughs> he like, was what? like, what? Why? Oh. And I was like, you don't ever just want to cry. Like you just need to cry, yeah. and then you want someone to be there with you while you cry. And he was like. <laughs> not ever i never want anyone to see me cry and i'm like well we'll unpack that later but i'm gonna go <laughs> yes. cry with my Shane friend literally will tell me he's like you know what i think i need i need one of those i can't breathe cries and i'm like oh you wow. feel so Say much that better again. uh-huh you feel so much better afterwards it's the best it's so cathartic yeah um i just had had a really rough week mm-hmm and you guys know Shane got his he had a vasectomy on Monday yeah and I told Sierra I was like did I want him to do this yes am I still freaking out that it happened also yes (laughs) I hate those decisions and now it's the deed is done yeah so so what am I gonna be like hey I love you but like I'm having second thoughts about the irreversible (laughs) surgery that I had you do (laughs) But you that's like when you do anything that's permanent. I've looked at each yeah. one of my tattoos and been like, maybe you shouldn't have done that. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I can't help it. Yeah, that's an anxiety thing, I'm sure. And it. I don't I literally don't hate any of them. They don't mm-hmm. bother me now that I've yeah. had them. But it's like the minute after the needle hits the skin, I'm like, maybe oh, not. I didn't want to do that, actually. <laughs> maybe not. Yeah. Yeah. 
And then um, I get over it because I'm like, who cares? <laughs> plus, I was taking care of the kids because he needed to rest. Mm-hmm. And, and Ollie is like... Nuts. He's a toddler. Yeah, and I knew that he would not be careful about where he would fall on his dad. Yeah. And Oh god. I it was just it was a lot to take care of two kids and they were both like struggling to sleep. Mm-hmm. So anyway, I just I really had a tough time and I needed to cry. Yeah. I needed to have a really good cry. And boy, my did we. bags <laughs> under my eyes the next day were thick. I had to take Excedrin. My head hurts so bad. I do hate that. Cry hangovers are kind of the worst. The worst. But you do feel, like emotionally, I feel like I feel better. Yeah. Uh, We listened to, I'm not even going to tell you guys, but if you want to Google it, you can. But if you've ever. I'll tell them. Okay. I don't care. I want you guys to all cry exactly where you are right now. (laughs) It's so good. My sister called me or texted me the next day and was like, hey, I need to cry. (laughs) I was like. Hold on. That's so funny. We were just talking about this. Yeah. That's legitimately what she said. She's like, I'm going to sit at home and cry later tonight. Like, do you want to come <laughs> Schedule over? Schedule a cry? <laughs> yes. <laughs> and I was like, no, I can't come over. There's a pandemic. But <laughs> I'll give you some material. And I yeah. sent her. <laughs> this song, I don't know what kind of masochist I was Literally. growing up. But <laughs> as a child, okay, my grandma lived next door to my parents. So to my childhood home, my grandma lived next door. So, so I think the majority of the people, when we tell them, will know exactly what we're talking about. But go yes. on. So I would, I remember taking my cousins from my grandma's house, because we used to have Sunday dinner, mm-hmm. over to my house and be like, gather around the computer. <laughs> Boy, do I have some shit that's going to fuck you up. We're going to cry together. Yes. <laughs> and I would play this song. And you watch, I watch people. I'm oh, like, I, I love watch watching reaction. people cry. Yeah. I Same. Well, remember, we asked people to send us pictures of them crying. <laughs> I send pictures of me crying to people as often as I can. As, as soon as I got home, you sent me one. As often as I can, I comment me crying on people's Facebook it's so, posts. It's, first of all, it's so funny. <laughs> I I don't care if people see me at my worst <laughs> with my most dramatic cry face because I think it's relatable. Yes. But so it's this song called 9-11 by DJ Sammy. Mm-hmm. And it's the heaven. Re- it's the song is called Heaven by DJ Sammy. It's the nine eleven remix. And so, if you remember when we were younger, right after nine eleven, it yes. had to be like the a couple years after. Yeah, they made this song, and and it's the saddest song, anyways. Okay, but intermixed with that, they have this little like five year old girl speaking. Yes. To her, da- to her dad. And when we were younger, it was just the little girl voice. Yes. Through the whole through song. Through the whole song. She was like, it's been a year, daddy. Oh. I really, really miss you. It's, I'm getting chills right now just remembering And then it. in the background, you're holding it about a young Yes. And, and she's it- like, we had your favorite dinner tonight. <laughs> I ate it all up. <laughs> Even though I don't like carrots. And it's like, no, nothing can take it away from me. Oh, my God. It's so we knew. Horrible. We knew that we were going to cry. And we're like, hey, let's fucking bust that bad boy out yep. again. We already know what's coming, so it's not going to be like two. It was honestly the finale of the night. We had had some yes. like some good attempts. Like, yeah. Maybe a little welling. Uh, but we wanted a friggin'. Wanted I wanted stop. to make a sound <laughs> as tears shoot like horizontally out of my face <laughs> yes so we start listening and it's going as expected mm-hmm. and we're like wow this is sad i forgot it also hits a lot different when you're a mom mm-hmm. that's the first thing i said i was like wow this is different now that i have a kid yeah and then 
the next part comes out and we realized that we had picked the remix remix (laughs) (laughs) and they had went ahead and edited this song so that it it shows her growing up yes she's aged now the very next part she's in fifth grade Mm -hmm. oh (laughs) i can't even talk about it i might cry again she's like math's really hard (laughs) you go it is hard i literally had my face in my shirt sobbing and i go that is so hard (laughs) and but in her voice breaks it was horrible because the fifth grader version sounded like my son now yes and i was like oh god no (laughs) so at first it was like tears streaming Uh down our face and then we were both full on (laughs) sobbing like loudly because then she was it's been 10 years dad that's what she sounds like she goes it's been 10 years dad she's i made the soccer field she's on the honor roll (laughs) (laughs) i made the honor roll i made the soccer team can you see me on the field (gasps) oh my gosh the climax of the song the background she's like can you see me i know you'll be with me at my wedding and we're like (laughs) literally we were both going (laughs) and then when i got home I made Shane listen to it, and I made him cry, and I cried again with him. Took a picture of myself, and I sent it to to me. I tried to make Corey, and he goes, "Don't you fucking turn that song on." I was like, "Honey, we really need to talk about how you don't cry." It's fine. Again, we'll unpack it later. You're playing Hall of Duty, so I understand. I thought you said Hall of Duty, and I was like, "What's that?" You just walk down different hallways. It leads to nowhere. So scary. The, in this hall, the duty is sweeping. You said duty, and I couldn't be an adult. I was like, the duty. And this oh. hall is filled with duty. <laughs> Mop it up. What a nightmare. Um, so today we're going to talk about murder. I thought we were going to we, we put a pin in my therapy. Oh, just kidding. So today we're going to talk about manifesting. <laughs> yes. Before okay. the murder. Before we get into murder. <laughs> nail, nail. Sorry. I just said it with a French accent. But apparently not said very snail mail. <laughs> snail mail. Mail mail. I don't know. I might listen oh, back and think you're right. Mail mail. And you call yourself a French speaker. <laughs> oh, I am. Uh, so anyway, manifesting my therapy. I have therapy tomorrow for the first time. I can't believe that we are saying this because when it comes out, it's going to be past the time. I know. So hopefully you guys knew about this because if not, you only get one shot, one opportunity. <laughs> yeah. Maybe we should get on our story and encourage people. We should. So um, as you're listening to this today, yesterday was a very important day. You should have done this. Apparently, apparently on a solar level yeah this is beyond us this is there's some planets that are coming into linear things (laughs) yeah mercury and jupiter are gonna be like i thought it was saturn and jupiter (gasps) pretty sure it's saturn and jupiter Uh, back she's out in the atmosphere (laughs) (laughs) train's coming to town guys we just wanted to tell you to get your tickets it's gonna be a big deal (laughs) i said clouds of jupiter I didn't say it any drops. of the right words. <laughs> you were right. I don't think I said. I anyway. didn't know it was until you said it. That was like drops, not clouds. <laughs> uh, anyway, so. Train's not coming. Sorry. <laughs> we got you all really excited. 
But you know what is? Some kind of destiny or some shit. I, yeah, we don't you're know. supposed to manifest some shit tomorrow. So the reason everyone is being very, everyone who's woo-woo is being very supportive of me and my therapy tomorrow because tomorrow is the day of like manifestation. Yes. It's the day that like. You're supposed to set your Positive goals. energy. It's supposed to like, the universe is supposed to open with up you. Yeah. and just fucking take you <laughs> to funky <laughs> town. <laughs> Wherever that may be for you. Oh, my God. So apparently what we're supposed to do is we are supposed to make a list of things that we we're done with. That we are over. Say goodbye. Do not want that in my next life. Yes. Which is coming tomorrow. <laughs> on Tuesday. Yeah. <laughs> I'm leaving it today on yeah. Monday. So, so my sad bitchness is yes. going goodbye. You're See gonna- you later, depression. <laughs> Bye, Exhaustion, <laughs> anxiety. Yes, this one self doubt on my back. <laughs> <gasps> These stretch marks. <laughs> I'm saying. <gasps> Can yeah. I manifest my stretch marks away? I think so. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Oh, I'm gonna write abs on my two gifts. This is like an adult Christmas list. Yeah, because we don't get anything else. No one fucking shops for me for yeah, Christmas. No. So I got an espresso. <sighs> You opened it early. <laughs> I did. So, okay, what you're supposed to do is you're supposed to write all the things that you're done with, and you're supposed to write all the things that you want to happen, but you have to write them as if they've already happened. Yes. Yeah, so to like, trick the universe into thinking it's a thing that is supposed to give you. Yeah. Like, I'm so happy that. Um, I love that I just told someone today that we're not doing Santa Claus because Santa Claus isn't real. <laughs> <laughs> and here I am teaching you how to manifest. <laughs> Because TikTok told me to. <laughs> I don't know what about this isn't real, but it's fine. I think someone did a scientific study about how manifesting is a thing. So It has to be because I'll tell you what. I used to have negative, 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 negative thoughts all the time. And now you just have negative, negative ones. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Double negatives, not triple. Yeah. But my uh, my bad negative thoughts would then bad shit just kept happening. Yeah. And I used to think I was a little psychic, but I think it was the opposite. I think I was <gasps> making manifest- it happen. Oh. Because now I'll be like psychic thoughts, but in a good way. Mm-hmm. Because when I, I almost didn't get to go to school, I had to write this freaking paper. And in my, the back of my mind, I was like, you dumb idiot. Why are you writing this paper yeah. to try to like excuse my- That um, was shame talking. I, I know. And then I was like, in my head, I could almost see it happening. And I was like, no, it's going to happen. Relax. Just write the paper. And I did. And guess what? It freaking happened that I was able wow. to go to school. Yes. Amazing. I think I did that with my mind. So we have to do that. You got to burn the first one. You burn the bad the first. The first. And then you burn the positive. Yes. And you let the universe take care of the rest. You should probably sweep up those ashes. <laughs> Dispose of them. We're not did trying I to Did I ever tell you about the time that I... Where burned are we burn this at? Outside. Okay. What? It's cold. <laughs> well, it'll be on fire. Okay. So well, I warm. won't be. <laughs> Did I ever tell you about the time that I burned things in my parents' basement and my dad looked at me like I was the biggest dumb idiot there ever was? <laughs> no. First funny. of all, I was engaged. So it wasn't even like I was a child. <laughs> I was 23 <laughs> or 24. Oh. And for why did you burn it? They were love letters from my ex. <gasps> then good for you. You should have burned those. And I found them and I brought them. And Shane and I were living together at the time in my parents' basement. Mm-hmm. And for those of you who don't know, my parents' basement has like a separate entrance. It's got um, like a kitchen, a bathroom, and a living area. So like we basically had our own apartment down there. Um, 
But anyway, I found these and I showed him and he's like, can we burn those? And I'm like, yeah, we can burn them. Love that. And so I opened the door to like get outside and I'm like, let's just burn them right here. My dad thought we were literally like getting high. (laughs) And I'm like, first of all, this smells like shit. What do you think that we have? (laughs) We would have better shit than this. Oh, how offensive. But yeah, I don't know why I I decided to burn that. Literally, throw them away. Because no, who but fucking cares it, that you got rid of that negative energy? I guess. <gasps> I wonder if I have anything of. It literally was him drawing. <laughs> he he drew n- my nicknames all over a piece of paper. I actually fucking remember all. seeing that. <laughs> I remember you showing it to me. It was, was like, like JB. Jer. JB. Junebug. Junebug? <laughs> God, yes. I'm glad that one died. We died with it, him in that in paper. Flames. <laughs> in flames. Uh, yeah, I just forgot about that because that was one of the dumbest moments I've ever felt because I was like, yes, it's going to be so angsty. Let's burn these lovers. My dad's like, what the fuck are you doing, you idiot? Throw it away like a normal person. No, you have to burn it, dad. I'm an adult. <laughs> He's like, we have a fire pit. Why are you doing it in the stairwell? Oh, that's but funny. Now we're going to talk about murder. <laughs> murder. Um, so we one wanted- of my favorite things for Christmas is, is murder. <laughs> no. But well, it- we wanted to do, we haven't done a tangents of true crime in a long time. Yeah. And um, it just so happened to line up with, yeah. with the holidays. <laughs> I... I'm obsessed with the story of Jean Benet Ramsey. Yeah. Because I think I think we've talked about it briefly before. When we were kids, we were like the same age as her. Yes. Yeah, and so yeah. whenever we were I was at the store with my mom, we would I would see, see her picture yes, and be her like picture on everything. And I was like, Why are you so beautiful? Yeah, you're my age, but you look like an adult. <laughs> like, why are you so pretty? Because yeah. I look at myself and I get scared sometimes. <laughs> I don't wash my hair in four days. <laughs> and my teeth look like razors i'm straight up feral (laughs) honestly we were we were feral children i am obsessed with clothes oh yeah it's a problem for me it's a problem for my closet Mm -hmm. okay and that's why i'm so excited to be sharing newly with our audience because newly is a way to try out trendy styles, colors, silhouettes, all different kinds of things that maybe you've been interested in but are like gonna make your bank cry. Mm-hmm. Now you can rent them for a period of time and then you just ship them back. For just $98 a month, you get your choice of any six styles each month, access to thousands of styles from more than 400 brands with inclusive sizing. That's another beautiful thing mm-hmm. because a lot of places may not have options yeah. for everyone. And this has so much diversity, not only in the brands that they offer but also they have fast free shipping and returns and professional cleaning in newly's state-of-the-art laundering facility plus the option to buy what you love it's fun it's sustainable and you can save because you get to try out a bunch of stuff that you like or maybe you're like i don't know maybe i would like this and then you get it and you're like "Ah, i don't think that's for me but there's no commitment to buy it unless you really do love it and you're like you actually can't have this back newly Mm -hmm. i'm keeping it newly is a great value at 98 dollars a month for any six styles but right now you can get 20 dollars off of your first month of newly when you sign up with the code tangents 20 just go to n-u-u-l-y dot com that's newly with two u's and enter the code tangents 20 and sign up to get 20 dollars off your first month that's n-u-u-l-y dot com newly with two u's with code tangents 20 newly subscription clothing rental change your clothes 
Hear that? It's the call of the Crave. And when the Crave calls, you know what to do. Try the $5 Bacon Bundle, because the only thing better than a White Castle slider is a White Castle slider topped with crispy hickory-smoked bacon. So pick any two of either the Bacon Cheese Slider, 1921 Bacon Cheese Slider, or Chicken Bacon Ranch Slider, and also get a small fry for just $5 with the $5 Bacon Bundle. White Castle. Follow your Crave. This is a big year. The Ohio Lottery's golden anniversary. 50 years of excitement, of growing jackpots and crossed fingers. 50 years of funding for schools, of changed lives and brightened days. 50 years of fun. And that is worth celebrating. So watch for can't-miss promotions, huge events, and new games that will make the Ohio Lottery's 50th year its biggest one yet. Learn more at funturns50.com. Want to connect with a family member who doesn't speak your language? Then check out the language learning program Rosetta Stone on desktop or as an app. Rosetta Stone is designed to immerse you in the language you're learning through an intuitive process. Plus, the True Accent feature even gives you feedback on your pronunciation. And with a lifetime membership, you have access to all 25 offered languages. Get started today. Visit rosettastone.com backslash pod 50 to get 50% off your lifetime membership now. That's rosettastone.com backslash pod 50 for 50% off. What is the most important thing to you when it comes to menstrual care? Um, I would say probably not having to worry about leaking, going about mm. my day and not worrying about having to run to the bathroom when you feel that, oh, what's, <laughs> what's going on? Uh, I think I'd agree. Yeah. And that's why we're excited to tell you about Flex. If you want a period product that looks out for your body, your lifestyle and the planet, you've got to try Flex. There's the Flex Disc, which is a one-time use menstrual disc that fits perfectly inside your body. It's not a cup and it's better than a tampon. It's unlike any period product you've ever seen before. One flex disc can be worn for up to 12 hours and it holds as much flow as three super tampons. Plus, you can wear it for mess-free period sex. Yes, my white sheets love that for me. <laughs> flex discs also create 60% less waste compared to pads and tampons. So, they are planet-friendly. And if you want to go with zero waste and have the planet love you even more, you can pick up the Flex Cup, a reusable menstrual cup that Cosmo rated number one. The patented pull tab makes Flex the only cup on the market that removes like a tampon. It's so easy. You already know how to use it and you won't lose it. Yes, which is very important. It's also disability friendly and made with beginners in mind. So when I say like this is easier to use than tampons. I really, truly believe that. Well, this beginner is grateful for that. <laughs> yes. It's also velvety soft and completely body safe, and it lasts for years. So say goodbye to cramps, put sex back on the table, and lend Mother Nature a hand. Go to flexfits.com slash tangents and use code tangents for 20% off flex disc starter kits. Or 10% off your first flex cup. Plus, you get free U.S. shipping. That's code tangents at flex, F-L-E-X, fits.com slash tangents. I, we put a poll up saying, yeah. do you want us to talk about JonBenet Ramsey or do you want a random Christmas crime? And people were like, 
random Christmas crime. Because a lot of people know about John Bay and a lot yeah. of people already think they have. Th- Here's the thing: if you have cemented theories already on it, yeah, pretty and much we don't have anything like new, new to or mind blowing, and so we would just be regurgitating basically what the they did on that thing. one TV show because the yeah. brother for sure did it exactly, <laughs> and the parents hid it for him. Yeah, yeah. And for like sure. they really talked about pineapple for entirely too long. <laughs> oh my god! I They're like, so- "This is the smoking gun," and I'm like, <laughs> "That is slimy pineapple." <laughs> I know so much about the fucking pineapple. Yes. It's ridiculous. So what I did for you all was I didn't get just one murder. I got twelve murders. It's the twelve, 12 murders, murders of Christmas. Christmas. We might not be able to get through them all, but it doesn't really matter because Where one are you of guys them, going? one of them is Jamine Ramsey. So we're gonna skip that one for sure. Well, we can, well, we can do a, a small synopsis. Some, yeah, yeah, because yeah. all of these have just like a small little, little brief bit. little summary. That's what I'm gonna give to you guys. We don't need to go in depth because I'll tell you something. You should have known because it's murder, but these are fucking sad. Yeah. <laughs> like really heavy, really heavy. Yeah. There's and that's what we thought it. you needed this year. Yeah. When you can't see your families. <laughs> and we are. We're like, you know who had it worse? <laughs> in the middle of like the worst um, crisis our country's faced mm-hmm. in our lifetime. We in a hundred years, maybe. Absolutely no hope. So we're going to tell you about how people died. And uh, I got this from the, my sources, murdermurder.news. <laughs> Sounds legit. It makes me really happy. I picked this article just for that. <laughs> You're like, I don't care what is in this. Yep. I just want to read something. Murder, murder. News. <laughs> it's uh, Elena Hallman wrote it. So she, oh, okay. I'm just reading what she wrote basically, yeah. but I put a little bit of my own stuff in here. But yeah. So here's the first one. It is, we are on Christmas Eve, 2007. Hold on. We are? We're there? We're there. Okay. I'm taking you on this ride with me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Michelle Anderson. Um, it doesn't oh say. Oh my God. Do you... That was one of my bride's names. Yeah. That's, I know somebody named Michelle Anderson. <laughs> it was my old boss's name. It's not her. But she's, I think, either a teenager or a young adult. And she says that she's growing. She's definitely a human. For sure. If there's one thing I know. <laughs> okay. <laughs> she is a human. She said she was growing quote, tired of everyone stepping on her. And so she enlisted the help of her boyfriend boyfriend, Joseph to kill everyone. <laughs> hold on. Joseph McEnroe to oh my massacre. God, my bride was Michelle Anderson. Sorry, I had to one look L it up. or two. Two. Oh, this has one L. Oh, okay. It's not her then. No. <laughs> <laughs> Probably not. Joseph McEnroe to massacre her entire family. What? It's going to get crazier. Time out. Okay, you said she was tired of people stepping on her. Yeah. Do you remember? I had a birthday party <laughs> once. People actually physically stepped on Do you. Do you remember this? I was one of them. Yes. We were up in my bedroom. Why did we do that to you? I don't know. But we I was... stampeded you. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I think there was some kind of tent in you my were, room. There was a tent in your room. It was like an Esmeralda tent. I remember this so specifically for some reason. And I... I don't know why everyone trampled on me, but I all I remember is laying on the ground and my face <laughs> was just smushed into this blue carpet. It yeah, was so I scratchy on my face. Straight and up people felt just your kept, head underneath. <laughs> people kept stepping on my head. I think about it all the time. Then you cried. You told your mom and we all got in a lot of trouble. And I think J.R.R.N. stole my bathing suit that night. And I... <laughs> Okay, I know exactly. I was like, who are 
are we talking about? And yes. I Why did she hunted her down at the park and I watched her jump off the diving board and I was in like, your bathing suit. you're in my bathing suit. And she's like, this isn't your bathing suit. I'm like, yeah, that's my bathing suit. I have a very specific bathing suit. And now that bathing suit's missing only after you stampeded my face. And now I see you in it. And I swear to God, I stalked her until she gave me that bathing suit. And she Did was she like, give it back can I offer you this signed and sync CD? And I was like, that's no. your writing. Please give me my bathing suit. Okay, sorry. That's really massacring good. a family. Got, Got it. it. We're back and we're here. That almost happened to you guys. That's what I was trying to tell you. <laughs> okay, that makes sense. I, I was hired straight up. Someone actually stepped on you. <laughs> yes, physically. Okay, so when Michelle and Joseph arrived at the Anderson family home in Carnation, Washington, Michelle fatally shot both of her parents. Afterwards, Michelle and Joseph dragged their bodies to the backyard. The backyard shed, and then they mopped up the blood that had splattered all over the living room. And could you imagine committing a crime and then cleaning up after it like like, a, like it was happened. a big dinner? No, uh, hold on, it gets worse. Soon after her parents were killed, Michelle's brother Scott Anderson arrived with his wife Erica and their two children, five-year-old Olivia <gasps> and three-year-old Nathan. The family was gunned down almost immediately following their arrival, but not before Erica managed to call 911. She's the mom. Although Erica's call was quickly... I told you these are fucking heavy. These Holy are what, hell. Right? Although Erica's call was quickly disconnected, two deputies did respond to the call. However, it says, unfortunately, the deputies were turned away when they came across a locked gate at the Anderson. Well, so they I were just guess. like... <laughs> She calls. Were they like, Sims cops? And they're like, <laughs> "Can't And then they went back, <laughs> walked away. Yeah. I don't know, but that blows my mind. So two days later, after- is it because of like uh, a search warrant? Like you can't. Maybe like you have to be let in. And Michelle was on the other side of the fence. Like, Mm-mm. Mm, no, I know you see these dead people, but <laughs> you can't go get in here. Yeah, I don't know because I don't know what Erica's call said. If she said like, well, if they had probable cause, then they didn't need a warrant. That's what I, I, I. At least the degree I got for policing <laughs> online right. from the University of Phoenix online. <laughs> I wish I knew more, but I yeah. don't. Um, sorry. Two days later, after Judy failed to show up for work at the post office, a concerned coworker of Judy's paid a visit to the Anderson home and discovered the scene. So they didn't clean up those bodies. They must have just friggin' left, which is crazy to me. Three hours after the sheriff's deputies arrived at the crime scene, Michelle and Joseph returned to the house and they state that they had just been on their way to Las Vegas to get married before they decided to turn back home instead. The police were like, fucking, we don't buy it. You guys are sus. Yeah. <laughs> like, we're t- I learned that word from my son. <laughs> from, um, uh, Among imposter. Us? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Imposters. <laughs> Among Us. That's what he says. The imposters are sus, and yeah. I'm like, yeah. What's sus mean? And he's like, suspicious. And I was like, oh, well, I fucking. We should like play that. Among Us with our our people sometime. Our audience. I agree. That would be so fun. Do you guys want to play with us? Noah said he was going to teach me tonight, so I'm. Well, out. here's the thing. I'm going to put it up on our story, and if we have enough people who would actually play with us, we'll we play. can do it one time. I'm down. All right, Michelle eventually confessed that she had planned the killings for two weeks and said that she was angry with her brother for not paying her back the money he borrowed from her over the years, which she said totaled up to $40,000, which that is a lot of fucking money. Girl! (laughs) But still. Yeah, if you have $40,000 to loan out. You're fine. Yeah. Um, 
in that she was angry at her parents for taking her brother's side. Michelle also stated that she was upset that her parents had asked her and Joseph to start paying them rent on the mobile home they had been living in on the Anderson's rural lot after living there rent-free for a fucking year. (laughs) So you're telling me that you had $40,000 to loan out? And lived rent-free somewhere. Yeah. And... There's obviously got to be more going on here. She oh, none of that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Eight years later, which why the fuck did it take that long? But it's fine. In June of 2015, Joseph was convicted of six counts of aggravated first degree murder and was sentenced to six consecutive life terms in prison. And that following April, Michelle was also sentenced to six life terms in prison where they both. Could are. you imagine that much time passes? I would be like, I think we were. I think we're fucking. <laughs> Although they were probably in jail, I'm assuming. Maybe they were able to bond themselves out, but they probably had them holding. Because you know when it's a court case. Like, they arrested them right after the murders. Oh, okay. So they were probably But that's in like jail. a long time to be convicted really... when, like... Maybe you weren't... They were... Like, they for sure knew that Arrested they were. for it, yeah. But, like, what if they were innocent? And then you just held them for eight years in a jail? But they weren't innocent. No, they weren't. So fuck them. <laughs> I just forgot that Truly. that happened on Christmas Eve, and it made me really sad. Oh, my gosh. So they literally came over <clears throat> for, Christmas, for Christmas Eve, presumably. and they like, yeah. Goodbye. Goodbye. Wow. Here's another one. <laughs> Sorry, guys. These are all so sad. Is it weird that I'm like, I don't feel sad? <laughs> well, no. It's because we're detached from it, from reality. I think it's because we're detached and also because of the year that we're living mm-hmm. in it's almost like that seems about right mm-hmm. that seems exactly how what what a christmas eve would be like but that was in 2007 well yeah i'd have cried in 2007 so yeah that's what i'm saying not now though no <laughs> all right on christmas oh it's day- obviously sad i feel like i should say like i do care <laughs> that people died we've are all cried out i think is what we're trying to say yeah <laughs> seriously though do you ever just feel like you have no more tears, but you want to cry, so then you just make that like, uh, uh, but nothing is coming out anymore. But you just feel yeah, like you have it's to. It's almost like, like I, uh, like uh, I, like I shudder. Excuse me. <laughs> almost like um. Uh. Well, okay. I told you that story. I told you that story. Excuse me. He's licking my elbows now. You didn't have fun licking your own for long. <laughs> I know. I told you that time. That I was refing a basketball game and they put my dog down. Yeah. And I went back to the house and found him in the garage and collapsed on him and was crying. Mm-hmm. The sounds I was making, my sister didn't know if, if you I was or crying. laughing or crying because I I don't even know if tears were coming out, but I was just like <laughs> yes. on him. Yes. But like fast. So it sounded maybe like laughter. <laughs> yes. I couldn't breathe. Yeah. Because yes. I couldn't catch my breath. Yeah. Yep. Mosby thought you were in dis- disarray. <laughs> he he <laughs> ran back he down ran. here. He was concerned. Okay? okay, and the next one is on Christmas Day 2016. We have Trisha McCauley, and she's on her way to a Christmas party at a friend's house in Washington, D.C. She stops because she sees a stranger who looks like he needs a ride. Pro Listen, tip. Do fucking not give up. Did I tell you about my mom and... and um, she gave somebody a ride. She has picked up a hitchhiker before, but did I tell you that she, like, frequently is up for picking up hitchhikers? No! Yes. Because, because she thinks that one of them could be Jesus. (gasps) What? And she's, like, afraid to leave Jesus on the side of the road. Okay, that actually sort of makes sense. 
just that last so part. she's like i have to pick him up because if i don't and i just like jesus will understand did a middle finger to the son of god on the like what what you kind of christian mean about it you just drive by like i do and pretend like you can see him <laughs> exactly and, okay well so instead of thanking her for the ride mm-hmm. adrian johnson got into her vehicle sexually assaulted her, and then beat and strangled her to death with her own scarf. The next night, police reportedly spotted Macaulay's car in a pharmacy parking lot. Inside the pharmacy, police found Johnson with... So he's still driving around in her car, by the way. Oh! Yeah. With the keys to Macaulay's car and several of her credit cards in his possession. Idiot. What are you doing? When officers searched Macaulay's vehicle, they found her body was bound and wedged in the back seat (gasps) between the seat and the front seat. Yeah. Yikes. In September of 2017, Johnson pleaded guilty to first-degree murder. That following November, he was sentenced to 30 years of prison and was given the option of being placed on 30 years of supervised release. What? Why would they do that? In addition to registering as a sex offender following completion of his prison term. I don't like that. As long as you register. And you can go back out into the free world. It's yeah. fine. I don't like that at all. Sign this paperwork. But we have people in jail for life for weed. Anyways, yeah. we're the American justice system. We make no sense and nothing's good. <laughs> Damn. Did you write that? I did. Thank that you. That was tight. Copyright. Don't fucking take that. All right. Here's another one. This one is titled The Father Who Stole Christmas. And I don't oh like my that. God. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to get bad. What kind of fuck do you have to be to title it that? <laughs> Who's like sitting there writing this, like, all right, so murder, but make it Christmas. <laughs> like, so grinchy, but like <laughs> murder. But like jolly. Yeah. <laughs> so on Christmas Day 2014, Dustin Lee Klopp called the police and told them that he had killed his wife. When authorities responded to his call and visited his home in Paradise Township, Pennsylvania. Oh, my gosh. That's like the next state over. Pennsylvania is huge, though. Oh, but seriously. <laughs> weird it's seven hours to get across the whole thing. Okay. It looks smaller than that. But <laughs> <laughs> I had no idea. A state trooper discovered the body of Stephanie Kilefner, I think. Is Klefner? What, well, it's Kil- K-I-L, then Hefner. So it looks like Kilefner, maybe? Kilfner. Kilfner. There's no P. <laughs> I... P-H. Kil... It's Johnson. Okay. <laughs> well, I feel like it should be Klopp, because that was her husband's last name, but you go, girl. She be independent. Have... Yeah, yeah, I understand. Yeah. Okay, so they... Sorry. We're... <laughs> State troopers discovered her body of Stephanie, shoved inside a bag... In the shed on the couple's property. Around 30 minutes. He called and he's like, hey, I murder. And also I put her in a bag. Oh. So easy to clean up for you. Well, hold on. <laughs> he turns himself in at the police station in Lancaster, but it gets weirder. According to Lancaster County District Attorney Craig Stedman, Klopp and his wife of three years had gotten into an argument on Christmas Eve. The disagreement escalated into a physical altercation where Klopp became exceedingly violent and ended up knocking her unconscious. Which is, like, bad, okay? That's where you call the police, right? Yeah. No. From there, he cut her throat with a knife (gasps) and then took an axe to her head. (laughs) And then put her in a bag? And then put her in the bag. 
after he cleaned up the crime scene and hid her body the next morning. He knocked her unconscious and then was like, I'm not done. Oh, it gets worse. So after he cleaned up the crime scene and hid her body, the next morning he takes the couple's two and five-year-old children to his parents' house to celebrate Christmas. Then he called. Does he, like, at Christmas, is he like, hey, mom and dad? Everything is fine. <laughs> she slept in today. I, she was not feeling too well. She said her head hurt. I don't know. <laughs> he was charged with homicide, abuse of a corpse, and tampering with evidence. Obviously, I would hope so. In 2015, he unsuccessfully attempted to hang himself in prison and was therefore de- declared brain dead as a result. So, I mean, that's sad for his kids, I guess, but also fuck him. Yeah. <sighs> If you're a kid, though, like, how do you... I've always wondered how you would feel if you found out your... I actually read a book. This is... I'm a freaking weirdo. (laughs) I was in middle school, and I read a book called When Dad Killed Mom. I'm sorry. (laughs) Where did you access this book? The fucking library. Like, who lets... See, that's why I don't go to the library. (laughs) (laughs) I was a young child, and I remember, like, who lets you check that out? I don't know, but she shouldn't have. Because my parents were not with me. I walked to the library from my aunt's house because she lived close to it at that yeah. point. And checked it out. And I walked back home like I was fucking Matilda or some shit. Also, young you is way more like... Oh, I was so adventurous. And then <laughs> and then trauma happened to me. And now I'm like, no, I prefer to not be around people or outdoors. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah, young me was just like Matildaing around having adventures and buying books from Miss Honey or some shit. Yeah. Except my books were sad and filled with murder. Anyways, the dad <laughs> killed the mom. And the the whole book was like the daughters having to decide if they still loved him as they were visiting him in jail. Yeah, because it's like, you're still my dad. I am still half of you. Yeah. But, but like, you, you murdered the other mom. half of me. Yeah. I gotta find that book But again. like, I don't have my mom. And if I hate you, then I also don't have my dad. But like, you're physically still here. So I could have my dad if I forgive you. Also, I think they had that book. Maybe I'll ask my therapist tomorrow. (laughs) Please. I want to know. So I don't want to talk about me. I want to talk about this other girl who had to like decide if she still likes her dad or not. What do you think about that? Yeah. She's going to be like, that's not what we're here for. (laughs) Okay. Well, I guess I'll tell my cousin (laughs) that you were no help. I'm going to report back to all of my audience on my podcast and say that you're not very good at your job. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that's funny number four is called a christmas without grandma and grandpa oh been <laughs> there fuck- oh no <laughs> that sounds like the last 10 years of my life <laughs> oh that's so sad <laughs> i'm sorry yeah. for your loss that was also my loss <laughs> i'm sorry for our loss <laughs> she wasn't murdered <laughs> no 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 she was she was by, by cancer, cancer. <laughs> a son of a bitch oh the demon disease. Ugh, I'm saying. You guys, also, I just think that this is important <laughs> to say that we're laughing because that's a defense mechanism. Because we're unhealthy. And we know that it's an unhealthy coping mechanism and a defense mechanism, but we also can't fucking help it. <laughs> we, because we Jerry hasn't gone to people. therapy yet. <laughs> and hey, so we don't know what You to- have been and you're still doing it. I never got to this bar. <laughs> okay. I was, I'm sorry. I was talking about my other trauma. <laughs> We hadn't gotten to this part yet. No. Got it. Yeah, we we do have utmost respect, and we know that these stories are really, really sad. But if we yeah. sit and think about it too hard, we'll do the whole crying thing again, and then who yeah. wants to listen to that? Yeah. 
Okay, so on Christmas Eve, 1985, the dead bodies of, first of all, I love this woman's name. Her name is Wilhelmina, but they call her Minnie. Aww. Minnie Morin. And I love the name Minnie. Me too. And Edward Ed Morin. These are 80-year-old people, like 83 and 81. So how cute Aww. is that? Yeah. Oh, wait. Now it doesn't. It gets less cute. Um, were found in a wooded area of Washington State. The couple had been shot to death in their <gasps> car before they were dragged out to the wilderness. Who le- That's why we shouldn't let old people drive cars. What? Because they get shot. Yeah. No. Well, like, we should protect them. Yeah. Which is what we're doing this year. By not letting them drive cars. By not letting them out of the house. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> We're trying. Minnie, 83, and Ed. Minnie. God, I love her. Oh, wait, wait, she's so cute, too. Look at him. Oh. <laughs> okay, is this weird? You guys can't see them, but her her head is bigger than his head, and for some reason I enjoy that. Yeah. <laughs> I really I like that, too. <laughs> I like that too, but a lot of it is her hair. Maybe no, she. And I like that he's face. sitting and she's standing. I do too. It's almost you know like that she... he's taller than her for sure. She looks like a little short. Look, yeah, he's but sitting. She... She's like almost. But she still looks like she runs shit. Yeah, she does for yeah. sure. Her name is Grand Minnie. Okay, I have. She's to... like my name is Wilhelmina, Will... <laughs> but I'll let you call me Minnie. <laughs> I love that her name is Wilhelmina. I love mm. that name. Um. Sorry. She was reported missing by family members on December 19th after they failed to show up for a family Christmas party. No. I know. On December like, Minnie would never. She would never. I just know that she would never. On December 20th, following witness reports that the Morin's car had been found, investigators discovered that there was a large amount of bloodstains and the keys were in the ignition. Several other witnesses noticed that they had been, that they had also seen the car at the Sterling's, Sterling Savings and Loan Bank. So the car was parked at the bank still. They uh-huh. shot them in the car, then left the car with the blood and everything in it, and then took their bodies to the woods. I don't understand it. But the car was still there? Yes. Why not leave them in the car? I Right. Why do you have to move them if you don't intend to take the car? It doesn't make any sense. So Rick and John Riff, which his name is fucking Rick Riff. <laughs> <laughs> I hate him. <laughs> fuck you Rick Riff <laughs> that's probably where all this anger came from we're primary suspects from the beginning of the murder investigation but there was no evidence to suggest motive or probable cause for several decades in 1987 the Riff brothers moved to Alaska but police continued to investigate their role in the case and then on July 10th 2012 Rick Riff fuck you, <laughs> was finally arrested and extradited back to Washington to stand trial for the double murder. Ironically, his brother John had died a week before the police got to King Sam in Alaska mm. to arrest the brothers. Rick was found guilty of kidnapping robbery, robbery and carrying out the murder. Oh, they robbed him. But still, why move their bodies? Oh God, do you remember that couple that it was murdered here? Yeah. By their own grandson, wasn't it? Was it? I don't know. I'm sorry, that was speculation. <laughs> I don't think it. I don't know. I, I don't remember. That was that was so sad. And it like was literally, so sad. every old person I knew, I was like, "You be careful." I know. I was just hugging my grandparents all the time. Yeah, that um, must have been nice. <laughs> so sorry. I still have one grandpa. Okay. Anyways, was, <laughs> okay, okay, <laughs> that's good for you. <laughs> How cute. He was sentenced to 103 years in prison. Mm, which that's I guess. Was I saw her freaking yep. face. God damn. The next one is. 
an unsolved Christmas mystery, and we all know this one. Six-year-old JonBenet Ramsey went missing after spending Christmas with her family in 1996. On December 26, her body was found in the basement of her Boulder, Colorado home. According to JonBenet's mother, Patsy, ooh, in the fucking ransom yep. note, dude, demanding a super specific amount of $118,000, which was exactly how much... The dad's bonus. Can we talk was. about the dad's bonus being more than my husband and I's collective <laughs> income? For the right? I'm what? Like, Excuse me. Wow. Why is that your fucking Christmas bonus? Yeah, they were rich. Yeah. And I forget. They were that. Rich, rich. Rich, rich. Rich, rich. And yeah. like, that's why no one did anything about it. Yeah. Um, demanding. That- also, how about the dad finding her? Well,. Just so, like, wait, let's do one more sweep of the house. I'm going to go in the basement. Oh, my God. Here she <laughs> Like, fucking hide and seek, but you do knew you that think they, she was there the whole time? That, that he was in on it or that it was just the mom? No, I think he was in on it. Okay. I think it was the mommy and the dad okay. were in on it. Um, I think... Because you know that Patsy wrote that note. Have you seen the, oh, yeah, the yeah, handwriting yeah. thing? I know that the brother... I know. I know <laughs> with certainty... That the brother did it. The parents freaked out. The dad was like, "You write that note. I'll go hide her." But but there was like like wasn't there weird things done to her body? Mm. That I was like, "Why'd they have to do that?" Yes, they like tied her up in a weird way, and there was like duct tape and stuff. They yeah. he like he tried to make it look like an attempted kidnapping. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, but like, had he just said? My hey, kid it was an accident. Yeah. I they had enough money, I feel like they could have yes. worked something out. <laughs> However, the little girl was discovered later that afternoon. Oh, see, this is the part that I was talking about. John Bonet had a fractured skull, had been sexually assaulted, and was strangled. Mm. But I also wonder if the brother had something to do with that too. I don't know. In turn, her death was ruled a homicide. From the beginning, several errors were made that compromised the integrity. First of all, the fact that they just let people walk in and out of the house the whole time. Like, they had friends over. I was watching a documentary about it, and they were like, they had, like, a full-on Christmas party at their house, basically. Everybody was coming over with food, walking Mm -hmm. all over the crime scene. Like, what are you doing? Also, do you wonder... And they let... Sorry. They let Patsy... They let him pull the body up, and she yes. grabbed her and was like sobbing into her chest. Yeah, they and let stuff. her move. They let him. You're move? not supposed to move no, the don't body. Don't touch her. Yes. Something that they didn't talk about in that documentary that I wonder is like, okay, I for sure think that they staged her where she was. Yeah. They put her there, right? And they they tied her up to make it look like allegedly. <laughs> allegedly, <laughs> I'm trying not to get sued. <laughs> They're both dead. No. I think John's still alive. I think they're both dead and just the son's alive. I'm pretty sure that's an asshole. <laughs> well, I don't know. We'll look into it anyway. Listen, if anything, that just proves that I don't know what the hell I'm talking about. <laughs> <Okay>. But <laughs> allegedly, in my head, in my theory. Okay, I'm listening. I think the dad put her down there while the mom was writing the note. Mm-hmm. And the brother's like, what happened? Can I have more pineapple, please? And they're like, fucking give me a second. I have to forge this note. And I, part of me wonders if the dad had to like. He is still alive, by the way. If the dad freaked out and was like, "We have to make this believable," 
And then did something? Yes, and then fucked with her body? I don't know. Maybe. And then they're like, well, the dad would never sexually assault her. And he's like, that's what you would think. Right. right. But I had to make it appear that way. Right. To to throw you off my scent. So it knew how. Plus, these people, I'm assuming, were in shock. Because let's assume that they did do it. Oh, yeah. I'll tell you right now. I have two boys. If one of them kills the other one, I'm fucking ratting them out right now. I'm not doing shit to save you. No, sorry. Shane literally told me today, he goes, I have a legitimate fear that one of our children is a psychopath. <laughs> oh no! And I I'm had like that that's fear. Everyone's fear. Okay, so here's the legitimate. Like, I had that fear because someone is raising a psychopath. My son used to his favorite color is red, and then he would draw red over everything in school, and they'd be like, mm. "What's that?" And he'd be like, "It's blood over everything." And me and Dave, for the longest time, were like, "So, do you think he's a sociopath <laughs> or what?" But recently. He is, like, the most empathetic. Like, he'll watch videos of, like, cute puppies and get mm-hmm. tears in his eyes. And I'm like, you can fucking fake that shit. Oh, thank yes. God you feel. <laughs> yes. You feel, thank you God. You can feel feelings. Oh, thank God. So. Uh, oh, no. Hold on. It shot me back up to the. Just kidding. I'm not even on the right page. <laughs> Sorry. This is a different. Murder, murder, dot news. Here we go. <laughs> I'm back. Um, from the beginning, several errors were made, including John Ramsey's allowance to move his daughter's body from the basement. Right. As years went by and no major leads were made in the case, much of public, much of the public began to view the Ramseys as guilty of their daughter's murder. Because they were. Well, well they were accomplices. We, for the sure they might have been. But also, Allegedly. <laughs> if they weren't, that's, that is really sad. But they were. <laughs> <laughs> but it's sad if they weren't. You're going to... You there's they had nothing else. Yeah, there was like literally. They were like someone else. climbed in the window, really, and didn't disturb a single cobweb and fed her pineapple. Yes, it doesn't make any sense because she had the pineapple in her stomach. Yes, it doesn't make any sense. Doesn't listen, honey, honey, honey. For example, but also there are creepy people that were like obsessed with her being a beauty pageant. Of course they were. Yeah, but like, but 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 still, yeah. That, People are creepy. I'm sure there were other people who were gross. And why? And in here's the thing: if if you did do it, why wouldn't you take your, her body with you? You, I feel like you would not. He just literally leave it in the basement. Exactly. He literally brought her up. The dad. First of all, he found he knew exactly where she was, mm-hmm. and he, then he brought her up like she was a fucking capture the flag, yeah. and he presented her to everyone. I I just I don't buy it. Yeah. I don't buy it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, and I clearly know for, so, much. <laughs> so much. For example, when questioned, John and Patsy continuously gave inconsistent stories. Mm-hmm. Additionally, the ransom note was discovered to have been written on paper. That was the other thing. It was written on house. paper in the house and ripped off. Who was going to? And it was like long. Ooh. It was a long It was like three note. fucking pages. You're not going to. First of all, if I'm breaking into kidnap someone, I'm not just willy nilly taking my goddamn time. Okay. In and out. In and out. Yes. No. You're cu- if you have a Especially note... Especially because they thought that she was supposed to get kidnapped and then, oh, it accidentally happened, so that's why they left her body. Right. That was, like, one of the defenses, whatever, but... Uh, yeah, and I'm going to spend an hour and a half writing, writing this note ransom when note. When you need to get the fuck finding out of there. Pa- First, I got to find the paper in a house I'm not in. And why would you write a I'm ransom note knowing that she was still in the house? That makes no sense. I think we just solved the problem. I think so. <laughs> <laughs> Call us if you want, you know. Don't actually... Don't ever call us. <laughs> no, especially now that I know John's alive. <laughs> I know. <laughs> He's 77, so like... <laughs> I could take him? Is that what you're saying? Maybe. 
Additionally, the ransom note was discovered to have... Oh, yeah. And fibers that were retrieved from the duct tape on JonBenet's body matched the same fiber on Patsy's clothes. I didn't know that part. Nonetheless, in 1999, the case against the Ramses was dropped after Boulder District Attorney Alex Hunter decided that there was insufficient evidence to charge them, which, I mean, technically there is because even though there's so much that we can say... Yeah, yeah it's all that, speculation. Exactly. And you have to have, like, beyond reasonable doubt... If now I'm wondering, like, people. did the mom put her down there? Did the mom duct tape her? That's why like, I'm saying, did you think the dad was actually a part of it? Because so many people think it was just Patsy that was awake with the two children. I don't know, man. Because then, like, the f- it, if that's true, they would have had to have been the ones to have messed with her body. Yeah. Unless the knowing, son did it, like I said, unless because we don't know if it happened that day or earlier. You don't know when true. it happened. But at the same time, they would then have to if if the parents did it, then they would have known that people were sexualizing their daughter. True. And that's awful. Gross. Something that you don't want to That they were think like, about. okay, I know this is happening and I'm going to use it to my advantage yeah. to throw people off the scent of us. Yeah. Which honestly made me you know when you're gonna throw up and your mouth fills up with saliva that just happened to me saying that sentence yeah therefore the case remains unsolved and the investigation is still open and it will likely never be solved that's the first thing i'm asking when i get to me too who killed her who killed her no it doesn't matter they're all my children no so it was the brother (laughs) (laughs) okay do you want to do one a couple more just one more what do a couple more all right, we have two ones that are good. This this one that I'm about to tell you was... How many w- are left total? We're on six. Oh, Twelve. Okay. So this one was the one I was going to make the entire podcast about. Okay. Because it's fucking crazy, and it's in Dayton, so it's in Ohio with us. Oh, yes. But let me tell you, it get, it was really sad, and I just didn't want to dive into it, yeah. because we'll, we'll go over it a little bit. On Christmas Eve 1992, a group of teenagers gathered together to carry out what is now known as one of the bloodiest killing sprees in Dayton, (gasps) Ohio's history. Laura Taylor, 16, her boyfriend, Marvelous Keen, 19. His name is Marvelous? Marvelous, I swear. (laughs) And 20-year-old Heather Nicole Matthews kicked off the murder spree with Joseph Wilkerson, the trio bound Wilkerson to the headboard of his bed, shot him in the head and chest, ransacked his house, and then stole his car. From there, the teens picked up Matthew's 17-year-old boyfriend, Demarcus Maurice Smith, and cruised downtown Dayton for their next victim. The group shot 18-year-old Danita Gallette five times while she was talking on a payphone. <gasps> the self-proclaimed downtown posse stole her coat, shoes, and backpack that only contained 50 cents. Next, Matthew's ex-boyfriend, Jeffrey Wright. Um, Smith shot Wright four times in the legs, but Wright was able to escape to a neighbor's house, and he survived. Oh, God. On Christmas Day, Taylor met up with her—this is a 16-year-old—met up with her. I just feel like that's important because yeah. just, like, knowing that she's 16 and what she's about to do blows my mind. But she Her met parents up- are the ones that raised a psychopath. For <laughs> For sure. Met up with her ex-boyfriend, 19-year-old Richmond Maddox. The pair drove together while Keen, Smith, and Matthews trailed in the car behind them. When Maddox began to grow suspicious of the situation, Taylor turned around and shot him in the head. <gasps> On December 26th, the group robbed the short store mini market, a family-owned grocery store, and shot the clerk, Sarah Abraham. A bystander was also shot in the hand and stomach, but he survived. 
Abraham died of two gunshots to the head five days later. She was alive. Yeah. Ooh, I told you this is heavy. We're just going on a freaking spree. Spree, literally. For did you imagine the psychotic high that they were riding that whole time? Literally, that's what it had to be. Yeah. Like I don't. I think that it started out that they were just going to. Um, rob people. I think there may have been drugs involved, but it didn't say that, so that's totally yeah. my assumption. But I know that the one guy, um, I think the boyfriend, I think the one, Marvelous, mm-hmm. he started freaking out and getting really paranoid and being like, we have to cover up, you know, they're going to know that it's us, so by, basically we have to like cover our tracks by just killing everybody that we yeah. come in contact with. And I think that's why they started doing it. Um, the gang made off with $44 from the store. Wow. And they shot two people. <laughs> Lastly, $44.50, I think, is what they have so far. <laughs> not worth it. Lastly, they're going to Chuck E. Cheese, I bet. <laughs> probably. The group picked up Wendy Cottrell, who's 16, and Marvin Washington, who was 18, and executed them in a city-owned gravel dump. Police did not find their bodies until December 27th. The rampage finally ended after police spotted a vehicle that had just been stolen on December 26th. Upon investigation, police found Smith, Keene, Matthews, and Taylor inside the car and arrested them. At present, Taylor and Matthews, who were the two women, are serving life sentences for murder at the Ohio Reformatory for Women in Marysville, whereas Smith is serving a life sentence at the Mansfield Correctional Institute. Uh-huh. Yikes. You guys are not from Ohio. I know we have people who aren't from Ohio who listen. Um, Mansfield is, like... Haunted as fuck, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They have, like... Well, I don't know if it's the same one. No, but there is the that yeah, correctional the, f- institute the is still Mansfield Reformatory. I that think? was the one that was like the uh, insane asylum, wasn't yes. it? For a while. Well, I, but I think it's also it was also a prison, and Ooh, it's like it's very haunted. haunted. People pay to spend the night out there. Yeah, <laughs> and, and like people, I think they actually pay you if you make it the whole night. Yeah. Um, Keen was executed. He's the one that they say he started it. Yeah. And basically said that they had to do it. So they gave so him the death penalty? He was executed via lethal injection at the Southern Ohio Correctional Facility in Lucasville on July 1st, 2009. Right do after we our still birthdays. have the death penalty in Ohio? Yeah. I believe so. Because we do have death row in Ohio. I looked it up. Oh, wow. I hate it. I hate that I do that, but... If- <laughs> I have literally never done that in my life. And to know that you're like, yeah, just one day I looked up. I looked up women on death row in Ohio and what their crimes were. I don't know why. It just. (laughs) You wanted to see what it took. My sister goes, I love unemployed Sierra because you're just like a little Snapple fashion person (laughs) all the time. I'm like, did you know? She's like, how the fuck do you know that? I'm like, why? I have nothing but time. Nothing (laughs) but time. All I do is read facts on the internet. Weird. Um, Hold on. Facts and quote quotations. No, I find good sources. Don't you dare. <laughs> I find sources like murder, murder, dot news. <laughs> and those are reputable. Ugh. This one's kind of interesting. It's called a Star Wars Christmas, if that tells you anything. Here's the two people. Just, I feel like you need to see they what look they like look the like. They look like the same person. They, I well, they're brothers. Here and I'm like, wow, I, do I have double vision? One, it just looks like one guy and then one guy who grew a goatee. <laughs> Same guy. Same guy. They're brothers. Okay. So that might help. On Christmas Eve 2014, Samina Imam, I think is her name. Imam? 
excited i love her name samina excitedly prepared for what she thought was going to be a joyful christmas with her boyfriend roger cooper who was one of those people Mm -hmm. roger who was also samina's colleague had been cheating on his long-term partner with samina for two years but he had promised his mistress that they would become official come the new year and they were going to spend the holidays together resolution it well (laughs) instead roger soliciting um his brother to help david murdered samina before she could even see christmas day oh uh-huh on december 12 2014 roger and david attempted to abduct and murder samina from a hotel that she frequented the brothers attempted to carry out their plan by communicating via star wars codes including including phrases like death star complete and stay on target you are expected vader I'm sorry, this is sad, but that's weird. What? The plan ultimately failed. I don't know why. (laughs) I know. It seemed like (laughs) such a fucking solid plan. So solid. Thereby prompting the brothers to try again 12 days later. So around 4 p.m. on Christmas Eve, Samina and Roger left work separately before meeting up nearby. Samina joined Roger in his car and the couple drove to... Oh, this is in England. Leicester, England? Lancaster? No, it's it's L E I C E S T. I don't know if they pronounce vowels differently. <laughs> I don't fucking know. So Leicester? Maybe Leicester. Sure. Whatever. <laughs> David attacked Samina almost immediately upon her arrival, and then the brothers smothered her with chloroform and injected her with a deadly combination of metallic elements. Oh my god. Right? Which what the fuck? What kind of what in the like sci-fi silver plan <laughs> and myrrh? That's very copper. Oh wow. I know. They wise mender, did they? <laughs> Sorry, that's terrible. <laughs> Oh, no. I really don't understand what that means, but apparently it killed her because while Roger headed back to Coventry, David wrapped Samina's body in cling wrap and a sleeping bag and disposed of her body in a grave off a quiet road. The brothers also moved... Oh, he just wanted to give her a little quiet burial there. He I, Like, the rest of it was absolutely horrific, but he's like, but I'd no, like you to rest yeah. in peace. Yeah, but I want to give you a nice... I don't want to be disrespectful. <laughs> Asshole. The brothers also moved Samina's car and attempted to wipe it wipe it off of DNA and fingerprints, but it didn't take long for police to catch on to what happened, and the brothers were arrested on January 7th, 2015. On October 21st, Roger and David were found guilty and are both currently serving a 30-year sentence, which I feel is not enough. No, because that was premeditated as fuck. They came up with codes. Yeah. Star Wars codes. And then they didn't follow through with it, and then they... But this is also England. We don't know what... I don't think they have the death penalty in England. Oh. In America, we just like killing. <laughs> we like mail down. <laughs> mail, mail down. Yeah. Isn't that interesting that we're like, murder is wrong, but also I'm going to murder you. <laughs> yeah, you murder. For an eye. Yeah. I don't know. Seems like not very Christian <laughs> But it's fine. You know what? Okay. Do you want to know about the halls that were decked with bows of fire? What? What it's called? What? All right, I'm going to tell you about it. This one's really fucking sad. Okay. As if the others were not. <laughs> no, but this one involves children, five mm. children. So, but the others were very. Sad. The halls with balls of fire. Isn't that? It's a little <laughs> catchy. <laughs> Sorry, I just imagine that that's. That was so scary. Sorry. 
<laughs> I was like, I was just trying to be authentic with it. Like, just no, it continue was good. the. Thank okay. You. <laughs> I feel I regret it. <laughs> it was startling. <laughs> I'll be honest. I'm really sorry. Okay, so on Christmas Eve 1945, five of the nine Sauter family children were given permission to stay up late while the rest of the family went off to bed in their Fayetteville, West Virginia home. In the early hours of December 25th, the children's mother, Jenny Sauter, I love that there was a woman named Jenny in 1945. <laughs> that makes me so happy. Heard the telephone ring and went to answer it. When she did, a woman was on the other end and asked for someone that Jenny didn't know. After Jenny told the woman that she must have the wrong number, the woman laughed at her and hung up. <gasps> so said, fucking... Jenny, I got your <laughs> number. <laughs> I need to make you mine. <laughs> and she was like, what? They were like, eight, six, seven, five, three, nine. So creepy. At approximately 1.30 a.m. on Christmas Day, Jenny heard what sounded like an object landing on the family's roof before she realized that smoke was beginning to fill her nostrils. What? Jenny shook her husband, George, awake, and they ran out of the room. The hallway was filled with smoke, and flames were wrapping around the stairway and surrounding the children's bedrooms. Everyone but Maurice, 14, Martha, 12, Louis, 10, Jenny, oh, two Jennies. Jenny. I love that Jenny named her daughter Jenny. Me too. I love that women used to do that because yeah. like, it's cool that men do that. Now people are like, that's weird if a girl does that. Why? Yeah. Anyways, Jenny, who's eight, and Betty, who's six. So they did not make it out of the house, but everybody else did. Um, George attempted to get to the top floor of the house to help the children, who he assumed were still inside, but his ladder was missing and both of his trucks wouldn't start. The fire ravaged the home in less than an hour. At 8 a.m., the fire truck finally arrived to find nothing but charred wood and rubble. The fire chief determined that the fire was caused by faulty wiring, and the coroner determined that the five children undoubtedly died in the fire. However, no human remains were ever found in the rubble, and no scent of burning flesh was detected during the fire's burning or afterwards. George and Jenny began to investigate the case themselves and gathered evidence that su suggested that the fire was arson rather than electrical and that the children might have been abducted instead of killed prior to the house being caught on fire. What? I know. <laughs> I really wanted to do a deep dive into this one, but there's not a lot more than because yeah. it was so... Several tips regarding the alleged whereabouts of the children were given... But no direct contact was ever made with any of the children ever again. Then in 1968, Jenny received an envelope in the mail that was postmarked from Kentucky. Inside was a, oh, I have goosebumps, was a photograph of a young man. And a short message was written on the back that says, Louis Sauter, I love my brother Frankie. And that was it. There was no return address. I have chills. Does he have a brother Frankie? Was that I, one yes. of the kids? And Louis was the 10-year-old that was out of the... But nothing else was said on the card. Jenny and George never tracked down the sender. George died in 1969, and Jenny died 20 years later, but they never stopped believing that their five children did not die in the massive fire on Christmas Day. That's wild. weird, right? And I have chills. <laughs> I know. I know. Uh, okay, this is weird, but 
if I wake up in the middle of the night, either like for forest or because I just all the time wake up wondering if my house is locked, mm-hmm. um, I will walk out into the living room to check or to make a bottle. And I always am afraid to look out my front window because I'm convinced that someone is standing in my yard staring at my house. That's why I don't open any of my windows. <laughs> See, that's why like I love living on one floor yeah. because I love how easy it is to access everything. Yeah, you can get to all your children's bedrooms and the kitchen like without going up steps. It's so nice. I hate steps. Yeah. But I don't like thinking that someone could could be... be, Eye levels? Yes, while I'm sleeping. Ah. That someone could just be standing at my window. Ah! Do you lock your windows? Yes. Okay, thank God. All of my windows... We just got new windows when we redid the house. Yes. All of my windows have these little things that we keep... You press them they're like safety that you can't open the window more than an inch oh that's so nice yeah Corey, unless you move them but Corey, like it's mad at me because i make sure windows are locked even on a second store yes <laughs> like so, but i'm like i've read things that people get in like, yeah nobody's getting in my house yeah, i need to check all my windows again you just freaked me out i'm sorry <laughs> it's scary <gasps> should i keep going or should we end on that one how many do we have left i'm on nine so we have nine ten eleven and twelve we have four more All right, if you guys want to shut it off now, (laughs) if not, come along for the ride. This is called, oh, I'm not even going to say what this is called because it's a pun and I don't like it. Please read it. A sharp Christmas surprise. Ooh. Yeah, and you'll find out what it is. It's not good. (laughs) This is so good. (laughs) It's not. On Christmas Eve 2016, Owen Carey was stabbed to death while playing pool at the Cramlington Working Men's Club in Northumberland. Is this in Half those Europe words again? doesn't sound real. <laughs> I think this might Half be Half those words don't sound real. That <laughs> sentence was not an appropriate <laughs> sentence. Like, it, none of that. Just forget it. I'm going to stop. I think that he is in the UK somewhere. Um, the 19-year-old was enjoying drinks with his friends when Brian Cahill stabbed Owen in the stomach and pierced his aorta. At the same time, Cahill's girlfriend, Lindsay Harper, attempted to attack Owen with a glass. According to Chronicle Live, Cahill, 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 I don't know, (laughs) shoved the knife into Owen's stomach up to the hilt and beyond the length of the blade, thereby damaging his spine and causing the teen to bleed out over several hours. He died in the early morning hours of Christmas. Cahill and Harper fled the scene, but they were taken into police custody on December 26th because they did it in front of a bunch of people and, like, fucking obviously. Although both of them denied their culpability in the murder, they were convicted after a trial at Newcastle Crown Court. Cahill is required to serve at least 26 years of a life sentence while Harper— Right. Like, what the (laughs) fuck, though? Oh, it's fine. But Harper must serve a minimum of 18 years in prison. She didn't even really do anything, but she was there, so that makes me a little happy. Life stress leads to Christmas unrest. (laughs) I love a rhyme. It's really good. Oh, my God, with the stabbings. On Christmas Day 2016, James Hutchinson stabbed his partner, Nicole. Nicola? 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 Nicola. Nicola. Nicola Woodman to death in their bank home court home in Bradford. This is UK again. (laughs) I don't know. Bradford sounds like also Pennsylvania. Okay, maybe. I just feel like they would put them in the window. <laughs> Hutchinson committed the horrific murder based on the alleged suspicion that Woodman had been cheating on him. <gasps> However, there was no evidence to support his claim. Woodman, who was pregnant with their child, <gasps> was stabbed with two knives and struck with the handle of a wooden pickaxe. 
As a result, she received... Okay, it. okay. If it's a crime of passion, why do you need more than one weapon? Yeah, exactly. Like, and you know what? I'm, I'm another, done with this other thing. <laughs> as a result, she received at least 102 external injuries, <gasps> including more than 20 stab wounds. My gosh. I know. Woodman's body was discovered on December 26th after Hutchinson called the emergency services himself. See, I feel like this is... It's emergency services? That's 911. Yeah. The next morning, Hutchinson was arrested after he was found to be asleep in Woodman's car. Hutchinson, I know, is currently serving a prison term of at least 23 years and will only be considered for early release if the parole board deems him to be safe. Um, He killed his pregnant girlfriend. <laughs> Go fuck yourself. And on I, a suspicion. Yeah. On a literal suspicion you had no evidence. He is a psychopath. Of a cheating. Yeah. Which is not illegal. That is an it's abusive piece morally... of shit. Do not let him out of no. I just want to fucking punch <laughs> this mic. I'm so mad. <laughs> All right. A deadly kiss under the mistletoe. Oh, wow. <laughs> I hate these. Look at these. The woman's nice, but the guy, he's the one who does it. He's got a wonky eye that makes me instantly suspicious. Well, you are you have good reason to be. Because <laughs> here we go. On Christmas Eve 2015, Katie Locke met up with Carl Langdell for a date at Theobald's Park Hotel. Waltham Cross, Hertfordshire. <laughs> I feel like they're just fucking with you at this they point. Are. God damn it. My ancestors. <laughs> I think. I don't actually know, but I'm just assuming. The two had met online via the dating site Plenty of Fish. Mm. I think there's like a religious thing between Plenty of Fish, isn't and there? Too? It's Christians. Of yeah. course. A fucking course. Sorry. <laughs> no fishermen. <laughs> Um, and we're enjoying their first date with the festive holiday as their backdrop. Langdell, who was 26, told Locke, who was 23, that he owned his own law firm. That sounds like a lie. <laughs> it is. In reality, the young man had spent two years suffering from extreme mental illness and visiting psychiatric hospitals on and off. Well, it's not totally bad. Relax. <laughs> <laughs> what comes next is what makes him a piece of shit. Like, come on. Yeah. When the two met up, Langdell brutally murdered Locke, had sex with her corpse, and then dumped her body in a bush near the hotel grounds. Langdell had also taken photos of her body after death on his iPhone. Uh. Yeah. After a two-day sentence hearing in 2016, Carl was convicted and set to serve at least 26 years in prison for murdering Locke in 2017. Well, at least. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. Not in 2017. I was reading quickly uh-huh. because they didn't put a period there. <laughs> yeah, that. Are I you don't... telling me murdermurder.news doesn't check their punctuation? <laughs> they don't, and they should be ashamed. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I'm i just thrown off because all the UK things, like in, we're here, we're like six life sentences, 150 years in prison. <laughs> yeah. And they're like, at least 26, but if you're good, we'll let you out. Yeah. Like, these are murderers. Drug addicts and nonviolent crimes, for sure. Shouldn't be in jail that long. But, like, murderers? Yeah. Freaking probably keep them locked up. I don't know. Um, in 2017, Langdell attacked a prison officer and was aro- awarded an additional three years in prison. So at least we got that. You just got yourself another three years, bucko. <laughs> I don't know what accent that was. It was really good. All right, we're finally on the last one. This is called... The wrong kind of Christmas magic. <laughs> this one's fucked up. So prepare yourself. They saved the best for last, did they? Yeah. 
On Christmas Day 2010, Christy Bamu, Bamu was drowned in a bathtub <gasps> in an alleged exorcism performed by what? His, performed by his sister, Magali Bamu, and her partner, Eric Bikubi? Bikubi? You could literally say anything and I would believe you. We're just going to say Eric. Um, Christy and his four siblings had been visiting their sister at her apartment in Newham, East London, when Magalie accused Christy of being a witch. She tortured her brother for days using knives, sticks, metal bars, ceramic floor tiles, bottles... Floor tiles? Floor tiles. First of all, the strength, girl. Those better have already been lifted because yeah. you're just fucking pulling up your floor tiles. Oh, my gosh. Now, now who's possessed? Ex- well, Exactly. Bottles and a hammer and chisel, and even a pair of pliers to twist his ears. What? Yowch. Um, Big QB and Bamu then placed Christy in a bath for a ritual cleansing. Um, Big QB claimed that some form of brain damage led him to believe that Christy was a witch and that he did not accept Magalie's denial of witchcraft. As a result, Magalie said that Bamu forced her to attack Christy. Nevertheless, the pair were charged with the murder of Christy and the torture of his siblings. Bicky B was sent... Oh, they drowned him in that bathtub, mm-hmm. by the way. I don't know if... Um, Bicky B was sentenced to a minimum of 30 years in prison, whereas Magalie must only serve 25 years for her crimes. So she'll be out like, yeah. before she's really an adult. Cause she was like in her early 20s. And that's it, Merry Christmas. <laughs> My God. I'm sorry. I know it was a lot, but it was really fun. Do you know? Not fun. I'm sorry. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> what? The word. It reminded me of a clump of hair. Right <laughs> yes. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I got confused. I, I finger brushed my hair while you were telling a story and a lot of my hair came out and this is postpartum hair loss. No, I understand. And that so- hap- that's postpartum because that happens to me like daily. Oh, this is, I just washed my hair yesterday, so this is, like, yeah, the residual of the other clump that I pulled out. But I, I <laughs> knew it was a lot, so I was just going to take it up with me after we were done. And so, yes, this clump of hair has been sitting next to me for quite some time. I was like, well, now I feel like you're possessed. <laughs> you just have clumps of hair. I'm just here petting it. <laughs> Anyways, this reminds me of when I lived with my boyfriend's Murder? parents. Oh. No. <laughs> um... It, we our lease was up in early December, and then we didn't get our house until February. So we yeah. lived with his parents for like three months. And his mom is just the sweetest lady. You can't find a more pure human in the world than my boyfriend's she mom. She makes great cupcakes. As she well. really does. She bakes so it's just amazing. Yeah. But so she would be like, "Hey, do you want to watch this movie with me?" And I'd be like, "Of course, Hallmark Christmas movies mm-hmm. constantly." And then I'd be like, "Do you want to watch a show with me?" And it was like murder. <laughs> Couples who kill, yeah. children who murder. And she was like, we really got a dynamic going where she was cool with what I was watching. Yeah. I was cool, but it was like either Hallmark Christmas movies or death. <laughs> yeah, no in between. Not at all. Ugh. It was beautiful. That's what this reminded me that of. Is, that is what the magic of Christmas is all about. It really is. Yeah. It really is. <laughs> well, thanks for uh, hanging out, guys, while we went down a really dark path for the holidays. Yeah, but I'm we so thought sorry. that that was probably the the 
2020 Christmas everyone deserved. Yeah, and also a lot of people have been asking us from where I was like, yeah. maybe we people should. People have been missing the tangents in true crime. I was thinking like maybe we should let off on it a little bit because we've been already going through some heavy stuff and everybody's yeah. been like, so when's the next true crime? Yeah. <laughs> I was like, shit, okay. Here you go. We'll give you 12. <laughs> so you're welcome. So, uh, all right, we um we got to go make our, our list to manifest. Yes. So uh, we'll see you guys next week. Yes. All right. We're out. Goodbye. This is a big year. The Ohio Lottery's golden anniversary. 50 years of excitement, of growing jackpots and crossed fingers. 50 years of funding for schools, of changed lives and brightened days. 50 years of fun. And that is worth celebrating. So watch for can't-miss promotions, huge events, and new games that will make the Ohio Lottery's 50th year its biggest one yet. Learn more at funturns50.com. The living room is where you make life's most beautiful memories. But your sofa shouldn't be the one remembering them. The new life-resistant, high-performance furniture collection from Ashley is designed to withstand all the spills, slip-ups, and muddy paws that come with the best parts of life. Ashley high-performance sofas and recliners are soft, on-trend, and easy to clean. Shop the high-performance furniture in-store or online at ashley.com. Ashley, for the love of home.